You're listening to a Richwood Church podcast. After so many years of being lost in that wilderness of feeling there was there was no way out and I was simply going to die in this addiction. Everything you're trying to find to save you can't do it. And you're just in this vast emptiness. My parents had me when they were really young and to support his family my dad decided to join the military and that was hard on me. Um, it meant moving around a lot. By the time I was 12, I was smoking weed. Um, shortly after that, it was cocaine, LSD, mushrooms, pretty much anything I could get my hands on. And then I found methamphetamines, and I thought I had found everything that I was looking for, but it slowly took everything away from me. Two months after I graduated college, I was arrested with five ounces of methamphetamine 38 pills of ecstasy and a loaded 380 handgun, and I was on my way to prison for five years. I remember my first visit when my mom and dad came to see me. And when my mom walked into that visiting room and I saw her just shaking with my dad's arms around her, trying to walk her up to see me, I felt like the lowest thing on this planet to know that I had done that to my mom. That's when it really hit me that meth had stolen everything from me. I didn't grow up wanting to be a drug dealer or an addict. I grew up wanting to be a doctor and I thought my whole life was gone when I heard that cell door slam. Um, but I did my time. I got out and things were going well for the most part. But then in 2008, the economy fell apart and I was looking at losing everything and I turned back to the thing that I thought loved me. I, I ran back to meth. And the next three years of my life were filled with homelessness, being suicidal. 2012, I don't even remember sending the text message, but it simply said, Mom, I can't do this anymore. I'm ready to go home and be with Jesus. And I would get my prayers answered, just not in the way that I thought I would. It came in the form of handcuffs again. And I was sitting in jail and looking at going back to prison. I walked into that courtroom and there was my mom smiling at me. And I barely spoken to her outside of that text message and a couple of phone calls begging for help from jail. But nonetheless, she showed up still to support me. The judge had been speaking to her and he called us both in front of him and he told me this story of his daughter who had died in his arms of a heroin overdose about a year before. And he had every right to hate people like me. I'm part of the problem. I mean, he, he should have sent me away for a long time, but he didn't. He looked at me with compassion. He said, young man, I'm gonna give you a chance. I'm gonna let you go to Teen Challenge. Don't you make your mother cry the way my, the way my daughter did to me. And those words stuck with me. And I got my chance and I walked through the doors of Teen Challenge and for the first time in my life, I felt I had hope. I walked in the doors with nothing but a raggedy t-shirt and a torn up pair of sweatpants. And by the end of the day, my closet had everything I could need. I had guys stopping by my room saying, hey brother, welcome to Teen Challenge. Can we pray with you? I got to start working on all the issues behind my addiction. My need to work on integrity and humility and, and Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge offers everything from, from mental health help to one-on-one -on -one counselors to 
being able to sit down and discuss things with your chaplain to digging into all the different contracts we have that deal with grief and loss and, and forgiveness and humility and integrity. And it was in that that I finally began to figure out who I was, that I was a child of God. I graduated the program. I went through the TCLI Leadership Institute. It was so nice to be able to leave the program and know that my care didn't end there that we have alumni events and weekly things that you can come back to and be a part of. And if you're struggling, there's a network that you can reach out to and be able to say, you know, I, I, I need help. I got a job where I was working down at the new Rochester Center and I'm now celebrating seven and a half years of sobriety. <laughs> and my beautiful wife and I just got to celebrate three years of marriage. You know, this program saved her life too. She now has six years sober herself years and years of addiction in our family is going to end with us. Every day, we're pulling men and women out of the wasteland of addiction and putting them on a path to recovery. People like Matt come to Teen Challenge where we're able to put them on the path of life, following faith and also doing the hard work of dealing with the issues inside of them. And then there's family restoration. Family restoration based on love and grace. You are literally walking with us hand in hand to that wasteland to helping people get on the path of true life. Thank you. You are making a huge difference in people's lives and we couldn't do this without you. That's really an amazing story. And like Matt, many times we sink to the lowest of lows and we don't even know how we got there. It seems like we're all alone, but we really aren't. And that's why Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge is so important because it steers the broken person to a person who is never distant. And the organization itself will be the first to tell you that it's not about them. It's about the power of Christ who paves the way to freedom. And that power of Christ is so encouraging because when life comes crashing down all around you or when the world is in total upheaval, Jesus is with you always and everywhere. Now, Matt's story helps us understand what it means to be desperate. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you are there. I know I've been there. But that's where we can turn to Scripture and we can find hope and truth. And that's what I want to do right now. I want to go to a passage, Jeremiah 23, verses 23 through 24. So if you have a Bible nearby or you want to grab your phone or a tablet, I'd love to have you follow along with me. Jeremiah 23, verses 23 and 24. Jeremiah is sometimes referred to as the weeping prophet because he prophesied that Israel was hurtling toward the judgment of God. And leading up to this section, he's been refuting false prophets. And these false prophets were breaking his heart. So the point of this section of the book is this. God is everywhere. So false prophets, you have no place to hide. But on the positive, for believers, it also affirms the truth of the doctrine we're going to look at, and that is the omnipresence of God. And the omnipresence of God simply means that God is with you always, that God is everywhere. 
And so let's read this text, and I hope it will encourage you. Beginning in verse 23. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? So there's so much truth just in those two verses, especially in the midst of a pandemic. And so as we look at this doctrine, there's a couple of things I want to point out. And first, the omnipresence of God simply means that you are never alone. And that's so vital in this period of time that we're going through together. We are never alone. And as we learn these particular aspects of God in our series, Who is God? We've discovered that he is unchangeable, that he is faithful, he is eternal, he's absolutely holy. And now we land on this doctrine that he is present everywhere. And so the fact that he is everywhere is kind of mind-bending because he's on his throne in heaven, but at the same time, he's in the lowest depths of hell. He is everywhere he needs to be in order to glorify himself because he's the best thing. He's everywhere he needs to be to lift the believer. Even when you're in a hopeless place, he is walking with you like Matt was. And you're never alone. And he is with you always and everywhere. And scripture affirms this truth. First Proverbs 15, 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. In Hebrews 4.13, the author of Hebrews said, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of, to, of him to whom we must give account. And, and Jeremiah sent this warning to false teachers that they couldn't hide from God, but Again, positively speaking, this means that we are never outside of the realm of God's presence. He, he is everywhere. And we see in Psalm 139, 7 through 10, Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. And so there's no place that you can go that you're not in the presence of God. There's nothing that you can do that anyone else can do to drive you out of the presence of God. So regardless of what you're struggling with, it could be substance abuse. You, you may be going through a divorce. Maybe there's a, a serious sin that you're grappling with that you're really struggling to get a handle on. Maybe it's depression or confusion or just outright discouragement about COVID-19 and about all of these ripple effects or just uncertainty about the future. We don't know if school is going to start. We don't know what life is going to be like around the corner. But through all of that, nothing can take you out of the presence of God. He is everywhere. And so you are never alone. And I want you to be encouraged by that. In Romans 8, 38 and 39, the text tells us this, For I am sure that neither death 
nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. So Paul was absolutely convinced that once he came into relationship with Jesus Christ, there is nothing that could separate him from the presence of God. And not only does the omnipresence of God means that, mean that you're never alone, it means that when you face the obstacles of life, that you can do it with courage. And that's the next point I want to talk about. And that is, the omnipresence of God means that you can be brave. And Jeremiah was brave. The false prophets of his day misunderstood the character of God. They proclaimed the wrong message. They were out there saying that Israel has nothing to worry about. Israel's going to live at peace. Israel is not going to be judged. But that wasn't God's message. Jeremiah carried the bad news to his people, and he did it bravely. And we see this in Jeremiah 23, 21 through 22. He said, I did not send prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. You see, these prophets that ran, these prophets that told Israel they were going to be okay, these were cowards. Jeremiah was a brave prophet. He took this bad news to his people regardless of the consequences. That's because he knew God. He, he knew that he could stand in the gap to proclaim truth even when it was entirely unpopular to do so. And he could do that because he knew that God was always going to be with him. Now, Jeremiah lived in Jerusalem. And even though he kept uttering these words of warning, it was having no effect on the people. He was there when Nebuchadnezzar besieged the city in 589 BC. Jeremiah received a message from God announcing that the Chaldeans were coming. And they were going to come and burn Jerusalem. And what did he get for that truthful warning? He got thrown in prison. Yet he bravely did what God called him to do. It takes courage to be a person of God. But that courage comes when you trust that God is with you always and everywhere. Because then you can serve him with abandon. You don't have to have fear. You never have to wonder if you're out there walking on your own. And to be honest, it's never been popular to be a Jesus follower. And it's not any more popular today than it was in the prophet's time. And yet God is calling his people to stand up and to make his voice heard. He's calling brave men and women to tell the world what he thinks about things like abortion and the travesty of taking a life that is sown in the womb by God. He's calling men and women to make his voice known regarding biblical sexuality. That sex is a beautiful gift to a man and a woman in marriage because it gives us a glimpse of the love that Jesus has for the church. 
He's calling brave men and women to champion the cause of the downtrodden, the poor, the victims that have no voice. Because each person is an image bearer of God. And he's calling brave men and women to proclaim the exclusivity of Christ in salvation. That there is only one way to be saved. There is only one way to be forgiven of sin. And that is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's calling men and women to come to the table and be brave. And this is not popular stuff. Isaiah had the same problem that we do. He obeyed God. He told the truth and the nation maligned him. But there's no doubt that his heavenly reward is vast and unending. So be like Jeremiah. Trust that God is everywhere. Be courageous. He's always with you. And know that you're never alone. And finally, relating back to Matt's story from Teen's Challenge. Understanding that you are never alone means you don't have to hide the real you. The omnipresence of God means that you can be yourself. And it would be so good in churches if we could just stop hiding and we could be who we really are. If God is really present everywhere, that means he is working in your life right now. And in the video that we saw of Matt's story, we saw this incredible passage in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So this amazing doctrine of the omnipresence of God means that he is always about the business of doing something new in your life. And he's doing it now because he's with you. So continue to press on. Don't give up. You are a story of redemption. Your life matters. You have a future. And when you face a job you hate, or, or no job at all, or a tough marriage, or anger, or, or bullying, or abuse, loneliness, confusion, whatever. Remember this doctrine. It's called the omnipresence of God. And it means that you're never alone. It means that he is with you always and everywhere. And so as you walk through this life, be yourself because God loves you just as you are. Be brave because God is with you and he's protecting you. And remember, there will never be a time when you're on your own. So Matt's story, it's a hard story. And and I'm sure there are things that he would like to have back. He made a lot of mistakes, but He's a redeemed man. And God never abandoned him. And now he has support. He has clarity. He knows what his mission is. And that's why Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge is so very important. Because people like Matt are redeemed and they are saved. And they point people to the one person who's always with them. 
And he's always with you. So be encouraged because regardless of what's happening, even in total upheaval, Jesus is with you always and everywhere. Now, before you go, I want to just take a moment, if you would, and show you how you can support Teen Challenge. Hello and greetings from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. My name is Mark Bergeron. I work on the church relations team for the ministry. Wanted to send a quick video to update you guys on how Teen Challenge has been responding during this time of COVID-19, as well as an easy way for you guys to partner with us, uh, even from afar, if you feel led. I'm coming to you from my own home in St. Louis Park. However, all of our facilities across the state, Brainerd, Duluth, Rochester, Buffalo, and all around Minneapolis, our long-term, short-term, inpatient, outpatient services are still up and running. We're still meeting the needs of our clients. And uh, the men and women who have come to us uh, in months past are still being taken care of. Uh, and it was essential for us to continue our care for these people who have been hurt uh, by drugs and alcohol. They're still going to class. They're still going to chapel. They're still memorizing scripture. They're still meeting with their counselors and getting the mental health services that they need. Uh, and so it's imperative that we continue to function as a ministry in this time. Uh, it's also imperative that our doors remain open, that there's a safe ways. We've worked with the CDC guidelines and, and the Minnesota Department of Health. Uh, our nursing staff have stepped up and our admissions team has uh, bended and moved in some, some ways so that people can safely come into take an assessment and enter into our program. Uh, and so if you or someone you know is struggling with an addiction, Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge is here as a resource. Thank you so much uh, for believing in us, praying for us, trusting in us as a ministry. If you want to partner with us right now, uh, any breakthrough that's continuing to happen in the program, we believe is because someone is praying for us uh, from our community. And so we need your prayers. We need your prayers for our clients and their families and their safety and their breakthrough. Uh, we need prayers for our, our frontline staff members who continue to come in and, and are fearless. Um, once again, everybody's following the CDC guidelines and, and we want to continue to keep everybody safe. And so continue to prayer uh, for, for that. Uh, and then prayer for people who are hurting out in isolation right now. We know since March, alcohol sales has increased 55%. And, and we know that addiction increases in isolation. And so be praying for those people who need our program. Um, and so uh, if, if you also want to partner with us financially, We've created an easy way for you to do so. Uh, it's our text to give campaign. So it's it's uh, you can text the word hope, H-O-P-E, text the word hope to 900-900. Text the word hope to 900-900 and uh, a link will be sent to you in response. You'll be able to click on that and it'll lead us, lead you to our website. Super easy way for you to donate online, one time or reoccurring gift. If you can only give a little, please give a little. And if you can give a lot, please, please give a lot. Um, and our clients are dependent on the support of our community. And so if you feel like you want to partner with us financially, we still, without any public events, any awareness or, or public in-person fundraising efforts, uh, we still need to support our clients uh, throughout the, the rest of the year. So. If you want to donate, please do that today. God bless you. Thank you for being a trusted church partner. We pray for your community as well. Uh, God bless you, and thank you for your support. And again, our Ridgewood 
uh, mission statement is making Jesus known through community impact. So this fits right into that mission statement. So above and beyond your normal offering, which is important as well, I want to show you just a reiteration of what he was talking about, uh, how you can support Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge. It's been a long time project of Ridgewood Church to be alongside of them. You can support through prayer. You can donate by cash, check, or text. And then there are events that are coming up. You can just go online at mntc.org slash freedom5k, and you can check into that event and find out more how you can come alongside of them. And I'm just really glad that we had a chance to have them share with us, even though they couldn't be with us during this period of time. Hey, let me pray with you, and I want to pray that God just has the truth that we've learned to seep into your soul and so you can live in freedom and joy. God, thank you for this beautiful flock that you've brought together at Ridgewood Church. And I pray for Minnesota Adult Teen Challenge, God, that you would provide what they need, provide the, the kind of financial help, the prayer support, that you would help those who are enrolled in the program to be free of addiction. And God, I just pray for each person at Ridgewood that is come alongside this time together, that you would, God, just help us to just believe in your omnipresence. Believe that you are with us always and everywhere. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So again, thanks for being here, and may God bless you greatly. Thank you for joining us on the Ridgewood Church Podcast. For more faith-based resources or information about Ridgewood Church, visit us at myrwc.org.